This week on the Reverse Stick, everything's black and white as Panda from the TRS World 11 joins us. Reports that don't report anything and results. Somewhere, sometime. Welcome to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. My name is John Lee, and my co-host sitting just centimetres away, Matt Allen. It's me. Hi. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. What a pleasure to have you join us, whether it be for the first time or for the 80... What's it? 84th time. 84. 84. The year I finished high school. Super year. 1984. Super year for hockey as well. I um, I moved into into the pub... um, Eight or nine years old in '84. That was a good year for hockey. You moving into a pub. Well, it was. Cause I, I, like, we were in there the first week, and I had a mate come over and, and stay. It was a, uh, a neighbour, and uh, the, the, um, it was line cleaning day line. in the pub. Oh yeah, beer yeah, lines. Yeah, so it was a Sunday morning, and, I, and being the big shot, I've uh, pulled on one of the taps, and uh, this glass was filled up with this clear water-like substance in the glass. And uh, whoosh, it's gone down. Hey, look at me, I'm drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't wasn't one of the worst decisions of my life. Uh, the old man made me drink eight pints of water and eat two loaves of bread, and then walk up the lane and go for a walk and, and cry for three hours. Oh, not a pleasant experience. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. It hasn't stopped you from drinking beer since then. No, no, has touched, it? never touched a drop since, John. No, to be honest, no. never touched a drop. How about the program tonight? Uh, today, whenever you happen to be listening to us, uh, we'll be speaking to Andy Golding, aka Panda, a good black and white man. It certainly is, and uh, obviously Which one means of, a lot to us here. Well, at the <laughs> one, of, one of the TRS World Eleven. We've had a bit of a break from the TRS World Eleven. Been talking to these blokes involved with international hockey and all sorts uh. of things. I know you get a bit bored about that, although we did get some great feedback from the, the, the last couple of shows with Simon and Andy on board, so thank you to both of those gentlemen for joining us. But we're going to talk about proper hockey again. <laughs> Are we? Uh, well, we'll uh, a few other issues to get through during the program. And, a bit, yeah, um, there's a bit popped up in the week. And you want to say something before we get going, too. Oh, uh, yeah, well, look, rather than leave it to the end of the show, um, good opportunity just to let you know that if you enjoy what we're doing here at the Reverse Stick, you can get involved and support us with our Patreon ca- campaign. Head to patreon.com forward slash the Reverse Stick. There's a few different tiers there that you can uh, set up. Very modest payments if you you know feel like you want to buy us a beer for the, the shows that you listen to. Uh, you know, there's a small cost. It's our time. Not not that our time costs the most. It's about a beer an hour, I think, isn't it, John? Uh, oh, jeez. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, get a keg in um, if you listen. To listen if you listen to all the shows. <laughs> but yeah, we would appreciate your support, and we appreciate the support of you guys that are already on board as patrons. Um, big shout out to John O'Shea. Uh, he's one of our top tier patrons. So he gets a mention every month on the ah. show. And uh, yeah, it's a, with more goat than sheep. But uh, the goat man, of course, that was uh, for the New Zealand listeners. Plays for uh, uh, Harborn Hockey Club in England, and he he, uh, he doesn't do it, but somebody else does. A, uh, the captain Griff does a great diary every week pre oh, yeah, pre game. So check out Griff's diary. We retweet that every Saturday when that comes out. A bit of entertainment there for the hockey fans. Thank you, John, and thank you to all of our other patron subscribers. Uh, they get little bits of extra audio and pictures and pre-show things that are that you listeners that don't pay a cent for uh, for the show don't get. So if you want to get a little bit extra, then get onto our Patreon campaign. If you can't afford to help us out, that's fine. But please do t- 
tell your friends please do if you're on itunes rate review subscribe um and tell your mates and and share the podcast and it all helps with uh, building things up for us and i don't know legitimizing what we do yes and we want to keep building we do indeed. Lots, hockey yeah. podcasts to be created lots yeah. of plans totally pro league push past pundits and more and more to come so uh, if you if you can help us out we would really appreciate it if you can't and you're a bit skint because your hockey fees are too high we understand all about that <laughs> uh, that's fine just keep on listening and, and uh, just tell some friends about it chuck it in the chuck it on in the car on the way to the game and spread the word of the reverse stick the global and hockey podcast please can I have some feedback on Totally Pro League Send me an email. I listen to John. show too, mate. Terrible feedback. You've got to sort out your sound levels. Ah, just... boom, boom. Very good. <laughs> News. Uh, let's see. Start with a couple of games that have been played. Uh, yesterday, as it, recall, it turns out, we're recording late on the 27th. These games played on the 26th. Um, we'll start with the France versus Wales in Antibes. Antibes. Our mate, Kevin Johnson, over there. Hope the weather's good for you there, Kev. I'm sure he's loving it. Uh, perhaps not loving the scoreline, although not bad when you consider it's a women's competition. France defeated Wales 2-1 in the first of a three-game series. The next game is uh, coming up. In fact, it's starting not too far away. We could actually be watching it. Oh, is it being streamed? I'm not sure. But Unlikely. We'll, it'll be on. It's happening while we're recording this podcast uh, with a final game to be played on the 1st of March. In uh, that particular game, France 2 defeated Wales 1. Juliette Brachet and Inez Ladeur scored for France. And um, I love a bit of irony. Sian French scored for the <laughs> Wales. <laughs> so, I um, hope she gets one in every game, actually. That's that game going on at the same time. Well, not necessarily at the same time. Same day. Now, this is interesting, Matt. Mm-hmm. Belgium played Russia. Did they? In a full international. Belgium, of course, part of the Pro League. Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware that teams in the Pro League were allowed to play teams outside of the Pro League while the Pro League was on. So uh, it was a t- uh, I'm assuming it's a full international because it was the Belgium national team, Shane McLeod coaching. Was it, was it on TMS? Yes, yeah. it was on TMS. So it's a, it's a proper game. It was at a beer shot in Belgium. I'm hoping that's in Belgium. You're the European expert here. Oh, you, I just heard beer, sorry. And, oh, okay. and shop straight afterwards. <laughs> okay. I had a bit of a weekend like that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, now, that game was won 3-0 by the Belgians, but what caught my eye was the notes, the game notes. Now, at the bottom of the TS, TMS where it has the team lists and who's coaches and all that. So this is the, 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 the official, official match sheet. Official match sheet. Yeah. It's got a little section at the bottom where it says notes. Mm-hmm. Now, normally that's blank. Unless something like a thunderstorm happens, in which case they write thunderstorm game blah blah. More more later on that. Yep. Um, or you can tune into Totally Pro League and hear what I thought. Uh, this is the game notes from the technical officer Jean Robert Roti from Belgium. Russian team colours not consistent with what was planned. So I suggest they said they were wearing one shirt and they didn't wear that shirt. Mm-hmm. They wore another shirt. And... Well, no, maybe they didn't wear a shirt at all. Maybe the, maybe they were skins. Well, they've got a president who likes that sort of gear, don't <laughs> they? So, you know, it could have been. Um, and sticky the, tape... Sorry, just, no, just to say, not the president of the Russian um, Hockey Federation. No, no, no the country. No, let's, yeah, let's be... Yeah. He loves I'll, a bit I'll, of shirt-off stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they weren't wrestling bears. Yeah. Um, 
Let me read that quote in full again. The well, imagine reading notes. that at the bottom of the sheet. <laughs> it's just the Russians uh, pre pre game warm up was bear wrestling. Not sure where they found them in beer shop, um, but uh, yeah, you know, who, who knew? But that'd get the TV audience. Well, a bit uh, of bear wrestling. Pro- probably not even. Let's get serious for a second. I'll read the quote in full. Russian team colours not consistent with what was planned, and sticky tape numbers on shirts. <laughs> Well, we've all done that, haven't we? We've all Sticky tape numbers on shirts. But look, if you know more about that incident, and maybe the the team shirts were left, well, I don't know, it was a, a, a left at the air, a, a, on the airline. Yeah, yeah. Or look, there could have been all sorts of reasons for that to occur, and it might be a case of poor old Russians. But you know, I've actually got to put it in my report because you know, for reasons. I I'm with you. I get why it happened, but it's got to go in. I reckon they could have had to go skins. I reckon they could have gone skins, but, but they, but they were too embarrassed to write it down on, on their, you know. Put texture on their backs and write their numbers there. Yeah. That could work. Um, any, well, we've got, any more result news have you got? Um, no, I haven't, John, to be honest. Oh, it's, it's a little bit yeah, of a no, lull for yeah. that sort of thing at the moment, but yeah. no results as such. My prep source have been terrible for this week's show as well, so my apologies. Well, you've for been that. busy uh, travelling around the Perth city with, um, some hockey players. I haven't, did. We'll I get believe. to that. We'll get okay, to that a bit later. Okay, leave that. Yeah. Uh, one thing that did come out during the week was a report. Dun, dun, it was a report dun. on... Uh, well, we, well, we we spoke last week um, about uh, Sir Owen Glenn's suspension of money towards yep. the New Zealand women's team. And uh, what was the quote? It was something along the lines of, I wouldn't want to be in the trenches, trenches. Alongside, <laughs> alongside those folks um, in, in regard to New Zealand hockey. And the impending arrival of the report on Monday, as we were told, yeah. I wondered, I've got a little thing flicked up on the phone saying Vantage Blacksticks are now live, which was on, on Monday morning for us, um, on the phone. I went, hang on, there can't be more pro, what, oh, not another bloody pro league game that I'm going to miss. Uh, but I didn't get a chance to have a look at it and then started to see some of the, uh, the fallout come after that. Um, with regard to the announcement from New Zealand Hockey and the results of the review, um, which took place into the in, in dismissal. Be- well, not no, not the dismissal. No, it wasn't of, a no, dismissal. no, no. In, in, in t- basically into the email that went to more people than it should have done um, towards the back end of last year, from Mark Hagar to the uh, the Kiwi. Blacksticks girls. But what it did turn into publicly was a justification for him moving on for the team, which is odd given that he was the one that appeared to make the choice to move on. Well, we spoke about it at the time, and is this a storm in a, ki- in a teacup? Is this a reaction to maybe some um, traditional coaching methods? Should we? And the new age? Yeah. Should we say traditional? Yeah. Um, Absolutely, because I don't, I, I don't think the, the, the issues that were going on there are not uh, just a Mark Hagar hockey issue. We're seeing the same thing crop up across the globe as far as there, there's a perception that um, the young generation of today don't respond to the methods used uh-huh. previously yeah, yeah, over problem. a long period of time. Um, yeah, if that's people's judgments, then so be it. I'm not sure I totally believe that. It's a it's a it's a brave new world, John. It it's is. a brave new world, and particularly with the uh, in, in in inverted commas the uh, professionalisation of our game. One thing one thing's for certain: it doesn't matter who your coach is, you don't get anywhere in professional sport without dedication and sacrifice. 
No, that's right. And look, and look, different, different, coaches aren't any good at their job. They don't keep their job, do they? No. Um, and each one will employ methods in a, in a different way. Uh, we see all all around the world that uh, certain teams respond better to cer- to certain styles of coaching, but not everybody subscribes to exactly the same style of coaching. And that's that's obvious. And when it comes down to it, there's no magic bullet when it comes to coaching. Otherwise, we wouldn't have all these different coaching philosophies and all these different coaching forums and all the rest of it involved with coaching and books and rah di rah if it was just as simple as picking up one book and reading one paragraph that tells you to do X, Y and Z and off you go and do it and everything's hunky-dory. But what I find interesting about the way this story's developed is it's come to be seen as a justification of Mark Hagar moving on. Now... New Zealand hockey did not move Mark Hagar on. No, he left. No, he resigned. He, re- he resigned yeah. and took up a new a new post. So look, I've I've got the the article up here, John, from TVNZ.co.nz, um, which talks about them releasing the the, the report on uh, Monday afternoon uh, with the chair of the board at Hockey New Zealand, Mike Bignall, denying the organisation is covering up anything. So the review was made by Maria Ju QC investigating the concerns of current and past Blacksticks women's players um, at the Hockey Players Association last year. So she spoke to a lot of players um, currently involved and previously involved, uh, 33 players and half the players that play for the Blacksticks women from 2016 to 2018 and 70% of those players said they had concerns about the environment. Now that doesn't necessarily relate I'm exactly concerned about my... global warming as well, well no, no. mate. <laughs> Think about all those poor Pacific Islands. Well, That's they... what I mean about report about a report that reports nothing. Yeah, um, but yeah, the, the 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 point with that within that doesn't necessarily say that environmental issue is specifically regarding Mark Hagar. No, there's a much broader um, consideration to be taken there with the invi- playing environment. For those guys that are involved in that national setup, and it might not have anything it to do with the any, coach. No, absolutely. But um, we don't know because nothing's been reported. No. So, Jude uh, did say that Hockey NZ had the Hockey NZ systems had failed to enable player issues to be responded to at the time. The players have seen what you have seen today, and we shared. Oh, sorry, this is um, Bignall now. The players have seen what you have seen today, and we shared that with them this morning. Bignall said because the process was all about confidentiality and that is what we have maintained throughout. We do not know who has gone forward and spoken in part of that process and we need to make sure that has stayed in place. We need to look forward now and take those recommendations and work with the players and the hockey community to make some changes based out of those findings. So the recommendations in review are establish a role which will have oversight of the welfare of the Black Sticks women and be an extra, extra communications channel. Start a process to recruit a new head coach. Well, though, yeah. Uh, appointing a HR professional to advise the board and sit on the, the People and Culture Committee. Develop a workplace code of conduct and schedule opportunities for players to educate themselves themselves on HR policies, among them health and safety, well-being, discrimination, bullying and harassment. Mm. So a pretty and wide... And they've gamut. done that, they'll organise a few hockey games, will they? Well, look, there's obviously some infrastructure that we, which is lacking there within their within their current system and that that is not the same I know for for other countries um 
there's funding issues in there as well. As soon as you, you, you go down that, that list of four things there, then there's an extra bit of coin that's got to come out of the system somewhere to to have those things available at, um, at all times. And it's quite right, and you know they should be should be in there. Uh, it's that switch between uh, sport to corporation, isn't it? And, and well, yeah, uh, sometimes you've got to be careful that the tail doesn't start wagging the dog uh-huh. either. Yep. Um, not calling anything or anybody out, but sometimes I think you've got to be careful of just being reactive to everything all the time. And it appears that they've tried to follow a path of due diligence and not be reactive. But, as I said, doesn't report anything, so we don't really know. Well, do you think Sir Owen Glenn knows any more now? Well, apparently he doesn't. He doesn't know anymore. Apparently, there are, what we've been given is a three-page extractions of a much larger report. Yeah. So you know, there is a report there that deals into it, delves into it more deeply, but it's not being made public at I, this stage. I did hear that Hockey and Zebra are about to announce new um, sponsorship deal. Oh, yeah, okay. With, yeah. With Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. And once again, it's TRS World 11 time and we head to the British Isles once again. And this time we catch up with Andy Panda Golding of Old Kingstonian Hockey Club. Andy, Panda, thanks for joining the show. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, Uh, as two guys that wear black and white on the hockey field it's a pleasure to have another black and white yeah, person good to have with a panda on board yeah good to have you there <laughs> uh, we both have the yeah, old we've had the black eye the old black eye occasionally as well haven't we so it all <laughs> fits beautifully um, yeah Andy uh, as we always like to do with our TRS World 11 we like to find out what your hockey history is and how you initially got started with the game um, yeah, so I, I was quite fortunate that I picked up hockey um, at school level. Um, unfortunately, in England, a lot of hockey's played at mainly private schools, but I was fortunate enough to be at a school where um, I was in close proximity of a hockey field. So um, it was sort of later in my school years we had hockey as a uh, as a sport available to us, and uh, I picked it up quite quickly in a way. Um, to the point where my hockey coach sort of turned around and said, have you ever sort of considered playing at, at club level? And, um, you know, so gave me a contact number of a local club and, um, you know, I was about sort of 15 at the time and I just thought, yeah, you know, quite, quite like this and, um, picked up, sort of carried on ever since really. Now on your application, you, uh, you put yourself down as a goalkeeper, a defender and a forward, man after my own heart. You've got to be flexible in the stand <laughs> if, if, if you want to get 70 or 60 minutes. Um, you know, what, what, what did you move into? Where, did, where do you play? What, what, what do you really consider yourself as? Um, if I had to pick, like, a specialist position, I, I would most probably pick, um, either left wing, if not centre forward. Um, <sighs> but I would say, I'll I would probably say I'm more of a supportive centre forward than an actual goal scoring centre forward. So I would more think about trying to stretch the play, actually creating space for the midfield to run into. Um but on left wing I'm I'm that sort of guy who'll be on the post and, you know, look for the easy tap ins really. Um but it I guess it really depends on the sort of pl- uh, sort of player availability for the week. I, I tend to sort of play everywhere really. So, so you're playing in the forward line with your current club, Old Kingstonians? 
Um, it's been a mix. Um, I spent one week playing at kicking back. Um, another week. Oh, um, oh that, that another position. Week that, sorry, sorry, Andy. You just said you just said kicking back. Oh, uh, how old are you, Jeff? My heart goes huh? back to the old days when oh, I hear that term now. <laughs> uh, I, I've uh, this season I've certainly played even midfield. Uh, at the start of the season I played a uh, sort of an attacking midfield role, which um, obviously since then we've evolutionized our tactics a little bit and you know put me in a more slightly favorable role uh, further forward um but um i'm relatively comfortable anywhere um i can quite easily go into a mindset of either defense or, or offense really um but yeah so panda as a goalie do you make a good center forward or as a center forward do you make a good goalie um <laughs> so really that's a really good question. I, I guess um, playing centre forward, you sort of think about what a centre forward would do against a keeper. Um, you sort of try and pick out sort of their motions and their looking you know, their eyes and their footwork. Uh, you sort of make a predictive idea of where they're going to go. Really, um, I, I guess it can work both ways. Really, I, I was to be fair, I was sort of played in goal by sheer accident. Um, it was again. It was one of those weeks where didn't have a keeper. I was mad enough to, you know, say I'll go in goal. <laughs> um, my first game, ironically, was against Reading Hockey Club, um, and uh, yeah, we actually lost the game four nil in the end. But um, I actually had quite a good performance, apparently. Um, well, but got, uh, I think goalkeepers I'm, I'm often quite... do when they let four in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, especially against Reading as well. <laughs> well, of course, we spoke to Simon, um, Simon Mason last week on the show, who had a very swift rise from first putting the pads on because he was terrible on the right wing at right half at right defence. Um, and with, within a year, 18 months, he's playing for England schoolboys. It's an uh, incredible journey. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it, sometimes it, you, you have to try different positions in order to actually... Realise what you're most comfortable with. Um, you know, they the, say so there are players who are just comfortable playing everywhere, and there are those who have just got certain unique skill sets which will only suit in one or maybe two positions at most. Going offline a bit, where does the nickname Panda Sorry. come from? <laughs> um, it, it sort of started at uni. Um, it's one of those things where at uni you um, you all get given a sort of nickname when you're part of a, a social or a team sport um, and uh, it was very strange because at the time I actually um, was initially called Goldilocks um, partly I think partly because of the name and also because I'd actually um, dyed my hair sort of slightly blonde um, oh, and it went orange back. right <laughs> Um, it went sort of caramel blonde, really. Yeah, uh, that is that is not a colour. <laughs> caramel blonde is not a colour. It's an ice cream flavour, isn't it? <laughs> it was, um, and then obviously when I chopped them out, um, Goldilocks really didn't stick. So it ended up the captain sort of turned around one day and says, "You look like a panda." Oh, um, and I said, "Okay, random, <laughs> but." It, it kind of stuck ever since, really. So, um, yeah, I, I, I quite like it. It's got like a, quite a unique edge to it. I thought it was something like Andy Pandy. Uh, that might be going back a bit before your time, but as a kid, there was like a, a, a children's yeah. book thing. 
Yeah, there was a, it was a kids show back in yeah, uh, that's oh, it. Lord knows when. Yeah, um, yeah, little sailor costume <laughs> yeah. and all that, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. um, John, John knows. But, uh, John knows, no, John knows no, exactly well, when, Andy. John knows exactly when. Um, <laughs> ho- ho- hopefully, your mating rituals are uh, slightly more successful. Um, so, uh, how's the season going for for your side with Old Kingstonians this year? Um, at the moment, it's going really well. Um, when I was first asked to join. Um, we I sort of had a conversation with our captain at the time um, so I'd already had sort of a, a look in the team the season, last season towards the end of last season um, now really the, the, the men's third team which I'm, I'm now playing for is, is more of the development side um, although I, I know there's disagreements about what development actually is, is I, I personally think development is for everyone and not just for, for players under 21 really Um but I sort of looked at no, it. It's a good, and, call. It's a good um, call. Something I echo. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. a really good point. Absolutely, I think we're all developing uh, in a way, and I, I don't believe you stop developing at the age of twenty twenty one. I think even now, uh, being thirty one myself, I I think I'm still developing. Um, so, um, but yeah, just just going back to it, um, we sort of looked at looked at last season as the team finished third from bottom, um, and I just said you know looking at the men's ones and twos they're going up each season more or less and we need to try and bridge that gap otherwise you what will happen is that your juniors and the men's third team um is is too much of a jump from men's threes to twos and then obviously to ones um so i said we we need to get this team promoted um now fortunately in my case i've you know done enough captaincy in my time to win promotions so you know I kind of know what is required in in a sense and um, you know we we looked at the team initially and said right you know we're missing this that and the other certain types looked into the youth sector and and, and other players as well and they've they filled in really well so from going to basically bare 11 each week now we've almost got a, a really healthy squad number now um, and multiple goalkeepers to fill in uh, excluding myself that is um, so at the moment um, we're riding high we're, we're currently second in the league behind Surbiton um, and, and that's, uh, that's, op- that's top- open leagues there as well isn't it so it'd be, be your threes versus their fives or sixes or something like that in the mix yeah yeah so I think the Surbiton team we're playing they're called Surbiton Cobras but it's basically that they're bottom team uh, whichever number that might be yeah. uh, some some clubs number them some some just give them names um, but as a matter of fact that, that that Cobra's team from what I gather is actually a lot of uh, dropout players from the higher t- teams um, so they're actually quite a hand, handy side yeah, you know, they've, yeah. they've beaten teams 18-0 and things like that so yeah. obviously going to the league we thought well, we have to finish at least second in order to then go up um, but obviously knowing that Surbiton are there they're going to really push us to the edge um, so at the moment we're, we're doing really well um, and it could very go well to the point where we'll play Surbiton for the league title at the end of the season the final game of the season actually um, if, if, if you know if, if the results keep going our way um, that, that's, that's what it could lead to that's one to go onto YouTube some uh, get somebody down there with an iPhone and uh, stream <laughs> stream it live, and we'll get the listeners onto it. Uh, well, I I do record the games, um, so uh, it's not not through 
Uh, I do record the games for uh, video purposes, yes. So, uh, you know, Hooking with up. permission, I might be able. I, I might, I might release that uh, with permission from the club. Oh. <laughs> Got to go live. It's the future, and like, pretty soon you'll be able to get onto fih live and link that straight into people all around the world can watch it instantaneously. <laughs> uh, just, just a coaching tip from from an Australian there, Andy. Um, if you're playing against the Cobras, they're a snake. You pick them up by the tail and you twist. Just <laughs> I like, I'll pass that on to my captain <laughs> it's fantastic now just uh, before we let you go we, we've obviously got to find out how you felt Andy when you first heard that you've been uh, selected for the TRS World 11 I was uh, I was quite excited actually um, well, it, it's shortly. <laughs> <laughs> no it was just um, it's just in a way it's a sense of being part of something which uh, excites me um, you know I know we have our club teams and all that but it, it's also big being in a unique group of players uh, with all different backgrounds as well and um, in a way I was very excited to be part of something and, and sort of um, try and share what I do and you know what I'm doing um, in, in, in that sense so um, yeah really excited and it's, um, it's I think it's going well so far um, well you mentioned that unique group of players we understand you might have lined up against uh, a, a fellow TRS World 11 member <laughs> yeah not the season though unfortunately because um, the, well obviously the we don't want the injuries yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no absolutely not um, I mean I, I seem to recall having um, when I saw the lineup for the TRS World 11 I said I, I know that guy I've, I've seen him before Um I don't know if I want to mention names, really. I'm sure. Do it, do kind it. Of, you know, uh, well, obviously, uh, T- Tansy Lee at uh, Chertsey Hockey Club, but um, I sort of looked at this. I, I know him from somewhere, um, and it suddenly occurred to me I played against them last season when I was uh, sort of at the tail end playing with the men's twos, uh, old Kingstonian, and um, I was like, I, I know him, and I was like, but, you know, because he's a division of above um, I, I won't have that honour to play against them this season but hopefully um, the way it's looking uh, Old Kingstonian going up I think Chertsey will more or less con- consolidate their position in, in division above um, who knows maybe next season well I don't know you'll be playing much against Tansy this year because this bloke's broken oh, he's out now isn't yeah, he yeah, yeah I think he's out yeah. oh, Which, no. was it so, a digit or a toe no, it was a, Which, it was a foot, I think it was a foot yeah <laughs> Ooh, it's a shame that, but uh, well, it's a shame for just, hockey. Probably... Look, we've we've been crying the world over um, <laughs> since, since we heard the news. Um, it's 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 like losing I don't know Pablo a Picasso. Toe. You know, it's, um, we just won't see any more of those great works. Not this season. Not this season. No, no. I'm sure he'll be back probably. with a bang. Well, just as well, you know, with the, with the end of the season now, you sort of have the off season to try and recover and you know work towards next season. Uh, it's nothing worse than having an injury at the start of the year and then you miss the remainder of the season. So um, you just asked me about my point. injury then. So yeah. you just asked me about my injury because <laughs> John, John hasn't asked me for two bloody weeks. Come on, princess, keep it down. Just settle down. Like Andy, Take a painkiller. Yeah, Take sure. a painkiller. Walk it off. Yeah, it's called, <laughs> it's called Cooper's Brewery Sparkling Ale. <laughs> it's medicine here. Couple of quick ones, Andy. Uh, we've got to ask you about the bully. Do we bring back the bully? Um, unfortunately, I I wasn't 
sort of playing hockey when it was around but I've always been intrigued at the idea of perhaps we should have just the one-off exhibition game in a season you know, or out of season and we just play old school hockey on a, on a grass pitch old rules everything you know the rolling to its old way. offside yeah everything just literally everything I, I you know it's something I stop I the ball in the air oh, oh, yeah. hand stops hand stops oh that's taking me back. absolutely absolutely short corners hand uh, stop wooden wooden sticks everything long um, corners you blokes wouldn't know what a long corner was <laughs> <laughs> everyone behind the it line was quite, all 11 it players was, behind the line <laughs> Even the old short corner drills, you know, even that's evolved over time. You know, oh, now yeah. you have to stop it outside D before you can stop it inside the D, D and all that. You know, uh, well, yeah. Um, there, no, I'm normally a fullback. A, I don't a... get, up the, get that eye up the field. Yeah, so they, they, don't, <laughs> they actually <laughs> don't let him. They don't let him go near the opposition's goals. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I say bring it back at least for for just a one-off game. You know, I think we should all have just a oh, one-off oh, game. No, no, yeah, okay. well, yeah, that's a yes then. That's, yeah, a, yes, that's yes. a yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a yes. Bring it, bring, bring it, it all back. back. Bring, bring it all back. Bring bring, bring back it all back. Kick, yes. Keep, put keep the down. kicking backs put, as well. Put him on the side. Keep our seventy well, minutes. That's an interesting one from a guy that plays goalie and also plays out on the field. How do you how do you feel about the kicking change to that rule? I'm personally devastated. Um... I know a lot of people I've spoken to aren't so fussed about it because um, perhaps in a way that they're not really goalkeepers or have experience sort of playing that sort of role before. Um, two things, really. I think it gives a unique identity to the game, even at higher level where, you know, sort of two minutes on the clock, uh, you sort of put an extra outfield player and, you know, you OK, they have goalkeeping rights, but... Uh, uh, I think it gives that unique identity to it. I know it's the issue of health and safety, which I think is a load of rubbish, personally. Um, but, the other, but 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 the, but my my main issue really with it, with the the abolishment or the soon to be abolishment, certainly in, in England, uh, of the kicking back is, um, is certainly at the lower level where a goalkeeping kit is is just so expensive to purchase, and some clubs don't have spare kit to go around. You know, for the teams, keeper gets stuck um, in traffic, and and pardon, the keeper gets stuck in traffic on the way to the game. Absolutely, you know, all you need is just a bib and and someone stupid enough to <laughs> to, to to put themselves in front of the goal. Really, um, every but, team usually has one of those. <laughs> well, exactly, and I'm one of them. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but I, I I I personally think it's it. It, it should remain. Um, I think the problem with a lot of the uh, rule changes is that it, it is more accommodating to the higher level rather than the majority, yeah. sort of the 90 plus percent of players like you and I, um, who, as I say, we don't have available keepers each week or we don't have available kit. And the only other way around it is to have a kicking back. Um, if you just give them um, only outfield rights, it, it, it sort of limits the game a little bit and I think it's wrong I, I, I personally hope they um, the FIH reconsider and, and, and bring it back well, while we've got you on rules Andy and it's great I, I'm really really loving hearing what you're saying not just because it sort of backs up some of the viewpoints that we've had in, in, in the show 
but it, it really is about a, a, a broader game and and it's not just about the two or three percent that um mm. you know, kind of govern what we do at the lower end of the game with things but what, what, uh, what are your thoughts about quarters coming in at your level is that something that's happened already or is this a would this be a new thing going into next season for you guys um, fortunately for us, it's coming in next. Well, uh, it's not. It's not coming in this season. It'll be coming in next season. Um, my feeling on it, I don't like it at all. Um, I think it's too top start for the lower end. Um, I mean, the way I envisage it is that it'd be in a cold, wet morning somewhere, and you know, you've got 15 minutes. You've just literally come on two minutes before. You got, you know, you got your quarter break, and then suddenly you're cold again. You need, some people, some people just can't, need to get going um, in order yeah. to play. They, they can't have this sort of stop-start in between. Um, I, I don't see any benefits really having quarters, um, certainly at adults level, low-end adults level, because um, you know it's not like we need to talk about the game every 15 minutes um, to decide upon that. I mean. A lot of the team talks generally at half time is just well, just go out there and keep doing what you're doing, and that's <laughs> it. So, well, um, so you know, you know, to sort of say that four times, it's a bit, it's a bit, you know, repetitive, and you sort of get, you know, I, I'm starting to think, well, you know, how how are things like the jelly babies and the oranges going to be shared in between each quarter? You know, I'm just thinking uh, you have to ration them out over, <laughs> over the game. I think ra- rather than the uh, the glass of port at half time, though. You could squeeze an extra snifter <laughs> in. Um, but they see the, the the way that it's going to happen here in in WA next year. It'll be for the for the top grades and the top junior grades. It's going to be 15 minute quarters with the 40 second uh, penalty corner uh, mm. timer, and for everybody else, open grades for 17 minute quarters with a five minute half time and, and two minutes for the the first the first break and the and the second break with it so it's basically see what th- well, it'll be 36 minutes on the field because none of the masters mm. players are going to be wandering off the field for two minutes they'll just stand in exactly the same <laughs> position they were <laughs> were before so the game's actually going to end up being a longer a longer <laughs> game we were all, we were worried about it but you know there's there's no mm. way that those blokes are running off for two minutes on the sideline no i mean what i'd like to see really is that um it Although it is shortening to 60 minutes, which again I disagree with, um, but I would like it to see at least two halves of 30 minutes, um, if necessary. Um, I don't see why, um, say England hockey can't sort of perhaps change that. I don't know if if quarters has to be implemented, or whether we could say right, well we'll agree to the 60 minute match. Uh, um, time as long as we can actually divide that into two halves. National associations can do whatever they want nationally, yeah, I, I, but but for the, see, for, I, I, for the top end for international hockey, they've got to go by um, the FIA. FIA yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I can understand sort of quarters to you know say a, a national league team or you know that sort of high end level, but I think lower down, I think um, it, it, it ought to be at least well it, they should really just make it two halves there's just no need to have four quarters there's always um, uh, four by 20 minute quarters we get 80 minutes of hockey then yeah <laughs> well that would be great um, <laughs> because then you know I think we'd all certainly get value for our money through our subs um, I think at the moment I'm really pushing for 15% reduction on, on my next year's subs yep. uh, with, the, with the with the reduction of the game time as yeah, well so fair enough 
and and that goes you know. for umpires' fees and everything. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, unfortunately, club subs generally uh, seems to get more expensive oh, by the yeah, year. On yeah. um, I'm not allowed to talk about that on this podcast because I'm sitting with the men's <laughs> vice president of the <laughs> hockey club. I <laughs> 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 oh, look. Andy, it's been fabulous having you on the show tonight. We're really proud to have you as a member of the TRS World 11 and uh, look forward to uh, hearing more of the stories from the rest of this season and good luck with the whole promotion stuff. Thank you very much and thank you for having me. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Uh, Podcast. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> no worries. No, we don't do that. There. Um, what a pleasure, Andy Panda Golding, uh, joining us, yeah. member of the TRS World Eleven. Uh, found some of the comments towards the end of the chat. They're really interesting and really relevant, I think, for a lot of our listeners from Clubland, from not quite making the top teams but still loving our game land. Uh, maybe a bit of a message there for the FIH and uh, national associations and yeah and uh, um, where the power in our game lies sorry to interrupt you there but talking to him before we actually came up with another really interesting point that we didn't even get to in the interview what was that about um, yeah you got me (laughs) (laughs) no it was about players and positions and they're not ah uh, yeah 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 Coaching players for for a, a, a rounded range. hockey career, you can play fullback, you can play centre forward, wherever, and losing the specialisation for certain roles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just yeah, good person to talk hockey about. It was great, lovely. Thank you so much for joining us, and of course, uh, thank you to all of our TRS World Eleven members. If you want to find out about our TRS World Eleven, you can go to our website www.thereversestick.net. You can follow us on the socials, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter, all at The Reverse Stick. And also, you can find us on YouTube, not at The Reverse Stick, because we're not really popular enough on there yet to be able to get the uh, the Reverse Stick moniker. Um, Aren't we? Well, no, you know, we've got some numbers on there, but you'll find that on our socials. You can... Uh, yeah, get onto Facebook so you can't just type in the reverse stick and the well then you can search and search channels and it's a pretty deep dive to find us <laughs> we've got 10 subscribers on there at the moment so look you know if you're on YouTube just there ain't a great deal of content so it's not like we're going to be bombarding you with lots of information on there but you know much much like our other bits of social so get on and follow us on Instagram follow us on Twitter follow us on Facebook follow us on YouTube that means we can do a live show on YouTube yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got enough people listening in. You know, I've d- I've done a live game um, record yeah, on there yeah. from your 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 fifties final l- last year. So, so uh, maybe if people would like to see a, a live TRS, they should let us know. All right. Well, on let's the uh, let's go. We we need a hundred and fifty subscribers to our YouTube channel. If we get one hundred and fifty, then as soon as ping, as soon as we get that, we'll we'll do that. Just a one off though. But we will do a <laughs> we'll, we'll do a preview beforehand just for our Patreon sub- subscribers as well. Oh, you know? definitely do yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. Okay, let's move on because there's other things going on in the hockey world at the moment. Um, Pro League's been on. Um, if you want to find out what's happening in the world of Pro League. Yeah, that's the one. Um, It will be in your feed if you get the TRS, the reverse stick. It will be in your feed there. If not, you'll have to sign up to get the TRS feed (laughs) so you can pick it up. I didn't catch a lot at the weekend. I did get a text message from one of our guys that we interviewed last week, Scott, who was pitch side at the Pro League Games here in Perth. Yeah. And he said, uh, did you see the cheekiness 
of the shootout goal from the Chinese girl against I did, against, uh, G, against GB. Lovely and little that, lacrosse work. Now he he doesn't he doesn't listen to the show obviously enough. Scott um, Scott Lidsley, this is a shout out for you. Listen more um, to realise that this has come up before. <laughs> in the it show has. and we've seen it through college hockey in the States and we've seen it happen in Ireland as well haven't we uh, it, it's a very interesting area for debate as far as the rules of the game go because as far as I'm aware when you take the ball off your stick you're no longer in possession in terms of a stick obstruction is that right? Uh, well there's all sorts of areas of uh, debate around Grey, the hot, 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 height of the ball at what height is the ball dangerous you might be using 3D skills but if you're dribbling it at waist height within a metre of another player it, have you made it dangerous? well of course you've made it dangerous haven't you? now if the goalkeeper is within that metre and they take a big swipe at the ball or lunge towards the ball, ball are they making it dangerous or has the player already made it dangerous? it's a very interesting conversation one we need to have as a sport to sort it out once and for all check out fhumpires.com yep. for zero content but Keely will, no, uh, sure, Keely sure. will answer yeah. your questions and she'll probably have an exactly opposite view than we will have on the subject and probably be right too I can imagine uh, within about 15 minutes of this show going out John I'll be getting a WhatsApp message oh, good <laughs> you <How> idiots <laughs> <laughs> that's the one you get every week isn't it mm. um, let's see what else should we talk about um, hockey fives uh-huh. oh by the way um, there was a weather incident no no I can't talk about it Listen to totally pro league. There's, and a, get the there, look, there's an interesting stuff. debate to come out of the the the, can, the cancelled game though from Ar- Argentina game. versus Germany. Bearing in mind that it's a one game trip, it's a flight from Germany to Argentina for the one game. There's no room for a replay apparently. There's no room for a but game. But you know this if you next, listen to totally pro league. The next day. Be quiet. I know, but I haven't listened yet because it's, it's gone out well, now as we're recording this. This is what we're so I, well, look, we haven't spoken. I've had such a busy weekend. Jeez. <laughs> you have to. Let's talk about my weekend, shall we? No, I, I, what about your injury, Princess? All right, injury first, and I'm, I'm in it, into the uh, into the actual hospital tomorrow to go oh, and see the uh, orthopaedic surgeon to see what's going on with the shoulder and the arm. Last game of summer league tonight. Didn't make it again. That's f- f- three weeks I've missed. Uh, oh no. I think my skills, my powers might be disappearing from me. But, uh, yeah, fingers crossed to get a good result tomorrow. Uh, it'll probably just be more scans. C- CT this time, I reckon. Oh, I've got the MRI, I've got the ultrasound, I've got the X-ray, so it's got to be CT up next. Yep, uh, yep. Looking forward to that. Um, but season not far away, mate. I've been busy, boy, trying to... Think yeah. about. I've, I need coaches and managers for lots well, of teams. You are in an administrator. Are you putting position. your hand up? What? Yeah, most administrators in this game make money out of it. Though, <laughs> Apparently, I don't even get my fees paid. Hey, <laughs> Jeez Louise, what? Hey, don't you get your fees? Paid? No, of course not. Okay, I'll I'll leave that. We're not having that discussion here. Um, what else we got? Well, in the wake of what's going on with the pro league, you know, lots of stuffs happening in the pro league, and certainly. Uh, Issues to do with shootouts and stuff, but you can find out more about that by listening to Totally Pro League. I just mentioned, um, I was just, I was just saying about that potential of a replay. That'd be hard to do if you've got a camera, camera crew and TV setup and all that sort of stuff for a game on a Friday or two games on a Friday to then carry over to a Saturday. As well, a it doesn't separate make day. any difference if you've got the crew, same crew there set up for games on a Sunday. No, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that, they were that there. It's not there. like they yeah, were going yeah, anywhere. Yeah, they were yeah, all there yeah. and available. And yeah. what were they doing on their day off? Yeah. Flight, 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 flight to be booked. Uh, yeah, yeah. For, so, for the, for the Germans. I understand, yeah, I understand that would some be of the German boys case. were playing in Belgium on the, um, 
on the Sunday were due to play club hockey, which is where yeah. those guys in Central Europe and, are getting and their money, isn't it? they're going to China as well, because they're backing up next week in China. This yeah. game, there's, in fact, next week in the Pro League, there's a couple of midweek games. There's one on the Tuesday in um, Holland and the Netherlands, and there's another game on the Wednesday that will be happening in China. So Wednesday afternoon, mate, for you and I, 2 p.m., it's on. It's on, yeah. right. Anyway, um, what I wanted to get at, though, is with all this Pro League stuff, and it's been very positive and lots of good news going around, people excited about it all. Yeah, really, lots of positive well, stuff. I mean, you yeah, know. It's been great. Hockey Fives rough has around not the gone edges, away. But <laughs> Hockey Fives has not gone away. It is very much on the agenda. Look out to Los Angeles. Uh, that's where the Olympics want Hockey Fives there, the Olympic movement does. Um, so where, where, where's this coming from? From people. Right. It's on the agenda, mate. It's happening. So there's been a press release from the IOC no. on this. So this is, these are some uh, backroom whispers that you've somehow caught in the ether? It, it's not background anything. It's what's going to happen. I'm, I'm staking it now. My so what, reputation's so, there. You've so, got so, to, so, to rip so down if I'm tell wrong. Us exactly what, tell, well, tell us exactly what, what you're proposing, what, what you think is the... I'm not proposing anything. What I'm making people aware of is while all this is going on and everybody's attention's on the pro leg and isn't that happy families, Hockey Fives is still happening. It has not gone away. It will not go away unless there is concerted effort from the whole hockey family to make sure it goes away and to convince the IOC essentially that no one wants it in the hockey community and it's not representative of our sport. Well, I, I, to be honest, and I was, it squishes I, I, 100 years or 80 years, 90 years of history. I, I wasn't aware that um, it had gone away, to be honest. Well, that's what I mean. Um, in all there, this stuff about the Pro League, it is still there, folks. The, it we, will be we, still happening. We can't contest that, that there's a, there's a positivity. Uh, with hockey fives or hockey sixes, it doesn't really matter what it is, but hockey fives is what's being used currently in uh, certain areas in Africa. Last week we talked about the East Africa hockey fives, and we recognise that there there is uh, a positive element to uh, uh, developing areas to have a, a, a shorter format of the game. Our wider debate is on, well, hang on a minute, we've already got indoor hockey, is that shorter format, so you could just move those those rules to an outdoor format, and yeah. and uh, yeah, that, that's kind of separate to it. Um, but Hockey Fives is, is, is very relevant um, when we talk about the smaller nations, and, and you might recall we've spoken a fair bit about Vanuatu winning the Hockey Fives Oceana tournament and getting an opportunity through, well, Hockey Series Open, uh, tournament to go to the hockey series next stage. John, yeah. tell us about the very, very latest from well, the FIH. Well, the FIH has put out a press release. The pool composition and match schedules for both Kuala Lumpur and Dublin. You've got more to say on that in a second. Uh-huh. Um, from Lausanne in Switzerland. The International Hockey Federation has today revealed the composition of the pools as well as the match schedules for the FIH Series final events to be played in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia and in Dublin, Ireland this year. The event in Kuala Lumpur will gather men's teams while the Dublin event will involve women's teams. The final series includes some of the best teams in the world and one of the roads to reach the Olympic Games in Tokyo 2020. Indeed, the top two teams from each FIH Series final will secure a place in the qualification events for the next Olympic Games, which will be held in October and November. 2019. Now the composition of the pools is as follows. 
for Kuala Lumpur, men's tournament from the 26th of April to the 4th of May. Pool A is Canada, Austria, Wales, and TBC. Oh. Wait more on that in a second. Pool B is Malaysia, China, Brazil, and Italy. You can get the full match schedule off the FIH website for that tournament, as you can for the women's tournament in Dublin from the 8th to the 16th of June. Where's it? Where's it at? That's the question I'll be asking you very, very shortly. Pool A, Ireland, the Czech Republic, Malaysia and Singapore. Pool B is Korea, Scotland, Ukraine and France. The pools and match schedules for the other FIH final series will be confirmed shortly. Now, there are two notes to this. First, note one. If Japan, Scotland or Wales finish in the top two of their respective pools, they will not secure a place in the Olympic Games qualifiers. Japan are already qualified as both hosts and winners of the Asian Games. For Scotland and Wales, the reason is that England are the nominated country for Great Britain's qualification pathway. Yep. Um, yep. We know yeah. that. We know that's the you know that's the, that's the GB route. Uh, so they better hope England qualify. Is that what we're saying? Uh, if any of those three teams do finish in the top two, the team that finishes third does not automatically qualify for the Olympic Games qualifiers. We've seen that in place in other national titles, etc. Any such additional place is determined by FIH World Rankings as at the completion of the Continental Championships in September 2019. Yeah, back in the pot. Back in the draw. Back in the draw. You're now, in the game. You know, we've seen this, other, this sort of thing in other um, tournaments as far as qualification procedures for other tournaments. Nothing new in the way they're doing that. They're just going to give it to the next highest ranked team. But note two. The team of Vanuatu has withdrawn from the event. Consequently, FIH, according to published regulations, is currently looking into a replacement. I, I'm sorry, I, I, I missed the looking into a replacement regulation. I didn't quite catch which part of the code. Well, looking, into a well, well, is, looking for a replacement. Is, is it rankings based, do you think? Oh, according <laughs> to published re- regulations. So I assume it's got something well, to do Well, it has to go rankings based because it, it can't go back to the original tournament because that's not the way we do and things. And would that be an Oceana team? Because they qualified for well, that no, through Oceana. No, no, I don't think or it would be. Or go outside of Oceana. Who knows? We'll get more confirmation on that in the future. What really disappoints me is that we talked about Vanuatu a long way out for that mm-hmm. and their ability to perhaps quite compete in this tournament. I feel so sorry for the people who play hockey in Vanuatu and maybe from very early on in it they knew that it wasn't going to happen and the FIH have kept pumping their name out there. Well, I don't maybe they've been trying desperately to make it happen but they... They qualified from a Hockey Fives tournament, and this goes back to these Hockey Five tournaments are all very well and good, but you've got to be looking beyond that. Yeah. And here is the absolute example of yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I feel really sorry for the people of Vanuatu. No, if there's if there's if there's cost issues to get them there, the 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 clarion call is regularly. Well, the FIH should be paying for this. The FIH should be paying for that. Well. I don't reckon it's looking that rosy at the FIH at the moment because moving officials around, putting them in hotels, um, um, you know, the whole gamut of expenses of of making the Pro League happen at the moment would be really, really... Yeah, it's uh, I'm not the sure wallet. Would, the wallet would definitely be feeling the pinch. Jeez. I think they might have uh, low-ended their budgetary figures, not high-ended them. 
Anyway, that's another discussion. Well, it um, is, but it, but it's also a very real discussion because it's not going to be the FIH that are feeling it. It's it's the national associations are feeling it. Yeah. And and outside of the money that's coming in from linked to Olympic funding or from clubs in whichever way around it happens in di- or in, in in different countries, um, it's you and I as as a regular hockey player that will ultimately end up paying for. Uh, an expensive mistake, and I hope the effort the, the pro league isn't an expensive mistake, but it's uh, it's turning out to be uh, a pretty pricey affair at the moment. It is indeed. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Uh, Dublin, will they be hosting this tournament? Oh well, it's, yeah, but I, I understand that the uh, the turf that's been announced as as hosting the tournament won't be ready in time for the um, hockey series next Oops. round and the secondary turf is getting a new turf laid but that hasn't started yet <laughs> so we might be on the third option <laughs> but I'm sure there's wonderful facilities there's some great clubs obviously all there across are, but does it have to be double I mean could it, is there another city in Ireland that could handle an event like that uh, well, there have been struggles all over Ireland, hasn't there, yeah. with uh, um, a suitable national stadium for hockey. Yeah. It's about having clubs with a new enough turf and the space to put stadia in place. Yeah, and also there's other criteria they've got to meet. There, I don't know if there's scheduled in day or night games. You know, there'd be television lux requirements, all those sorts of things. And we've heard stories about, um, you know. Stadiums hosting tournaments and TV crews turn up, or external contractors so to the event turn up, and there's light posts in the way, or there's there's other issues. No powerpoints. Yeah, yeah. Within just, two miles. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So let's hope that they can sort that out, because I'm sure the hockey public will turn out for that event in Dublin or wherever it might happen to be held in Ireland. I'm sure they'll pack the stadiums out for the big games. Especially the ones involving Ireland, because uh, they're on a bit of a roll there with the women's hockey in Ireland. Oh, and, and they won't struggle to fill the stands. No, There's no, no doubt about that at all. Absolutely um, no doubt. Hashtag crash ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, well done to Nikki Alexander Lloyd. Apparently, some fantastic comment- com- commentary over, over the weekend. And Tansy, amongst others, uh, highlighted the crash ball to us. Uh, it's great to see that. Post our interview with Simon Mason last week, of which we got some lovely feedback, to be honest. And I Simon, did. thank you so much for joining. And yeah, yeah great, great chat. Look, it was yeah, good look, really super. Um, yeah, Nikki Alexander Lloyd uh, popped up with a couple of crash balls this weekend. That's uh, all right. It's fine. Yeah, we're helping you. Remember, Simon said we're helping you, Nikki. <laughs> it's about moving beyond phenomenal. And absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, expanding the vocabulary and uh, recognising, you know, what's a, a whack into the D and what's a crash ball. Oh, what's well, just an absolutely poor, wasted opportunity. Mm. Um, a few yes. international retirements this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Anna Flanagan retiring yep. uh, from Oz. She tried she to tried to have a bit of a, a comeback six months or so ago prior to AHL and... Uh, uh, has decided to call it quits. Also, Lloyd Norris Jones from South, yeah, Africa. South Africa, 140 games there Over for about what 15 Chuck. years. Yes. <laughs> um, off to go and play some club hockey in Germany. Good luck to him. I think it's for Hamburg. Uh, and also another retirement, William Marshall, might be a relative of mine from Scotland, 
Got some martial blood um, back there. Uh, 177 caps, 19 goals for the Blue Sticks. So congratulations to all you guys for stepping away from a wonderful hockey yeah. career and international career. Well, not career, because keep on playing. It's the, here's the thing. When, I don't reckon a career stops in hockey. If you're still playing hockey when you're 75, regardless of the um, the heights that you reached or you, or, you, or you didn't quite reach in your playing career, well, that's your, that's your hockey career. I haven't retired from international hockey yet. No, no, no. no you have. Yeah, but yeah. I, I announced my uh, I've come out of retirement. Well, I was just wondering where you yeah, yeah, went no, to come back. I, I, I have come out back. Yeah, from, but yeah. considering the, the current situation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, fairest and best and three premierships on the track. Oh. You've still got something to offer. Well, you? I think so, yeah. And like like Panda said, you know, it's uh, you, 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 you're never too old to learn and develop as a That's player. That's right. I could still be there. Well, I'm thinking about, I need some players for the threes this year. <laughs> I'd be the perfect bloke to go on as a replacement goalie. Uh, know, no, the, there, the, there is no oh, as an actual replacement goalie. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Like not the, the kicking fullback. Not the kicking fullback. That player that goes on when the goalie comes off. The, the, I, okay, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah the, the bloke who stands at the top of the D. You know that's not why they bring that player on, though. No, what? Um, I had a great weekend. Anyway, John, um, you are well, intimated you? intimated at the start of the show. Yeah. I um, I did a bit of uh, chauffeuring. That's uh, right. A, a, a group um, amongst games here in Perth from the Singapore Cricket Club, the Masters side there. Played a couple of local sides, Perth Hockey Stadium and, and at uh, Morris Buzzercott Reserve uh, over the two days. There was a little bit of entertainment in between the days, which was uh, most enjoyable to um, be able to organise for the guys. And I put on the, the, the black reverse stick shirt on the second day, just hoping to pick up, you know, obviously I blathered on all about the podcast <laughs> for the first day. Um, put the shirt on with the logo for, for the second day. So hopefully we've got three or four new, new listeners on board for show 84 thank you so much welcome. to uh, yeah you. welcome to singapore cricket club and this weekend is the singapore sixes tournament that oh. we've spoken about before uh, on the padang 36 teams from all over the world getting involved there um they could just put us on a loop at the stadium lounds well i'm thinking maybe for next year we can go and do a bit of a trs uh, world 11 well, trs world 11 there and some you know, live live shows direct from the Singapore Sixes. That's, That's not you know, a bad that, idea. That might work. Uh, while uh, we're on chat, I know keep your chat. No, no, you're going. fine. You go. Uh, I like to give. Guess what? What? We've got a listener who doesn't play or never has played hockey. Never. No, we have one. Uh, I know we have at least one listener. Reg, thank you very much for listening to the program. Uh, it got a little smile when I found out that uh, Reg is not a hockey person. But he listens to our, our podcast because he thinks it's good. And uh, we're very professional, apparently. Oh, good on you, Reg. Thank you. Ripper. Um, more shout-outs. Is he Australian, by the way? He is. Oh, good. He is Australian. Well, well, hopefully you enjoyed that, um, Reg. We've also got uh, to thank Ben. Because we heard back from Ben Summerford after last week's program. Oh, well, you did, last week you mentioned uh, that we shared our interviews that we that we grabbed post FIH Pro League here in Perth for the GB and Hockey Roos and Cookerboroughs games. Yeah, and that I was I was a bit disappointed that our questions got cut from the FIH on that on the FIH official channels. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but we heard back from Ben. He sent us an email and uh, he, he explained to us that that was actually done on his orders <laughs> because he wanted us to have some exclusive content, which we got. But, but Ben. Legend, no, thank you. At the bottom, he did also say, 
never contact us again. <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> no, no. I oh, know he didn't, he didn't no, say that. Oh. that. That's the letter from I, the I president. Fl- I flicked through. <laughs> no, Ben, thanks very much, and it does actually make sense. That anyway, appreciate it, Ben. Um, and I'm glad you listened to the program too. Great to uh, to get an email as well, John. Oh, you, it was. If you if you want to email us, you can. Matt at the reverse stick dot net or John at the reverse stick dot net. Ask us anything. Ask us anything. It generally takes about four days for a reply. <laughs> no, it's not that long. Well, it depends if it's leading into the weekend. It might be a bit longer. <laughs> but yeah. Do um, get in touch. Best time is uh, Wednesday afternoon, just before we record the podcast, because that way we'll remember that someone sent us an email about something we should mention. I'm sure I've written down things all week long and can't, <laughs> can't find what, and so it might have to carry over. Masters World Cup, yeah, we'll cover that we'll next week, I'm sure. Um, but do check out the Hockey Family website. There's a great article from Teo McLeod and his experience yeah. there in Hong Kong. And something else that's come up that's really difficult to talk about at the moment because of issues that are happening on the subcontinent, and it's about the IOC ultim well not ultimatum the IOC direction to national sporting associations edict, edict yes that they should refrain from attending events in India following the refusal of the Indian authorities to grant a visa to, I think it's two Pakistani shooters. Now, there's shit going down. Well, this this follows what what came out a few days ago with regard to uh, international federations being uh, urged not to plan any future events in India. Yeah, after a fallout with the the Indian Olympic Association, and of course the head of the Indian Olympic Association is the head of uh, the president of the International Hockey Federation. Indeed. So there, are, there there's there's a, a whole web and and uh, a real well, link between what we do as a, a hockey community. Questions are now being asked about whether or not the hockey series finals event that's slated for India will go ahead. Um. There's of course, India are in the running for world for World Cups as well through the. Well, um, they yeah. are, and India are also looking at holding an, an Olympic an Olympics. Games. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're lobbying for that. Well, wasn't a lot of the money spent in Babaneswar, um yep. as as a bit of a showcase to hit? Look here, what this is a very expensive fireworks display. Very expensive fireworks display. What's disappointing is that a lot of hockey tears for that. There's job. a person that. <laughs> There's, there's someone that is involved and central to all of these relationships, and that's the president of the FIH, who is also the, um, the head of the Indian Olympic Committee, and Dr. Batra. Now, we've said this before on the program, so we're going over old ground here. Nothing new in what I'm about to say. But the, the mark of good leadership is not how hard you smile when you're handing out big novelty checks and how much you love and the glow of the spotlight at, at big championships. Uh, good leadership is counted by or, how or hotel far, room sales. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, good leadership is is uh, measured by how far you stick your head above the parapet when the shots are being fired. And sadly, the leadership of the International Hockey Federation has, for a long time, ducked as far underneath that parapet as they possibly can. Now, we need, as a sport, some leadership. That leadership's either got to come from the president of the Hockey Federation acting on behalf of hockey people or it's got to come from the board and if it's coming from the board it means removing a president that's not prepared to do that for the sport and installing one that is prepared to do it at the moment all of these little convenient neat little relationships that are going on are detrimental to our sport and it's time that Dr Batra went 
Well, there you go. I wasn't expecting that. He said he wanted to say something at the end of the show. I wasn't quite uh, expecting. Well, I think, yeah, well, mate, that's um, it's a view. Um, I think uh, there's a lot of merit to what you've said, and we've covered a lot of it in in the show in the past. Um, it's it's a difficult time over there at the moment. We've got friends through well, through the journalists through the push past pundits, yeah. for um, for example, that it's. Uh, it's a very delicately balanced situation and, and we can't really talk about the, the the political and the military stuff that's going on there at the moment. Um, and nor is it our place but, to. No, but it, it, it's... Well, give me hockey. He, he's uh, Jimmy's very keen on there to say, well, we don't talk about religion, we don't talk about politics, we talk about hockey on here. That's it. And that's what our view is here on the show. It's about hockey. Yeah. Best we stay out of it. Let's stay out of it. Let's keep on the hockey. Now... Let's finish off, shall we, on a much brighter, brighter note. Okay. You, you got a brighter note? No. Oh, we should have. Huh? Have you not got one? <laughs> no, I've got uh, nothing. What did I do? I did, uh, yeah, I've talked about the guys at Singapore. Um, no, I've got no bright notes at all this week, mate. What's a bright note? I'm just going to be sitting down writing emails to, you know, members and here's this plan and here's that plan and... I don't know. Got How are we fi- looking for numbers? I've got five new blokes that I've responded to emails to in the past seven days. Hey, what a gr- what great news that is. <laughs> Hurrah! Uh, enjoy your hockey week. Enjoy folks. your week. Pro League games this weekend? Yes, there are. Oh, Australia, Sydney. China, Netherlands. Apparently Keeley's had uh, an operation or something. I don't know. I've just got a message through about it. She had a whistle replaced. Uh, well, I was hoping it might be her fingers to stop her bloody sending messages on WhatsApp. <laughs>